Hey there, welcome to The Creep End. I'm your host, Brittany, and this is my co-host and sister, Kaylin, <laughs> who decided that she was going to eat right as we started recording. That's disgusting. You can hear that. Ew. Sorry, guys, I'm eating an orange. <laughs> my God. My Anyways. bad. Orange ASMR. Well, I guess, ew, that was not ASMR. That sounds nasty. Start only OnlyFans for <laughs> slurping sounds or something. It's gross. Blech. Don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's possible. Uh, this is episode number... 45. 45. We took another week off, in case you didn't notice. I'm sure they didn't. They don't care. Kyle hasn't even said shit. I mean, maybe you did probably didn't i know kyle's usually the only one that's like oh hey where are you guys at but uh yeah so mm. since it's been a minute do you have any spooky updates for us uh well first things first i got my sparkle shoes yesterday and they're very cool and pretty and i'm wearing them right now and i don't think you can notice how sparkly they are Oh, those are cool. Aren't they? Okay, nice. anyways. <laughs> Super spooky. Very spooky. Soup spooks. So, the way I get to work, I have to take, like, especially if I go to the back roads, I have to take, like, 14 different streets. Yeah. So, I turn, I finally turn onto the main road that is, like, the entirety of the back road, right? And fucking tell me why. I, like, look across the street before I turn left, and on the fucking bus bench, there is a fucking, like, up to my, like, stomach height, like, old lady grandma porcelain doll just sitting there. Like a ventriloquist doll almost, too. Ew, what the fuck? It was fucking That's just rude. Just sitting there on the fucking bus bench. Ew. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Has it been there since? No. The next day I went, and then it was, like, sitting up on the floor. And then it was gone after that. And I don't know what took it, who took it. If anything took it, I I don't know. If it walked away, like, I have no idea. That's fucking horrendous. That's just, why? Yeah. And then Somebody has way too much fucking time on their hands. Or they just didn't want it. Maybe it was a gift and they were like, fuck this. Here, go to the bus station. (laughs) See you later. There's a one-way ticket to wherever you want to go. Lick. And then I was coming out of TJ Maxx with Rowan the other day. Well, it was like a few weeks ago now. Um, and it was probably literally like right after we recorded the last time too. Sorry, I'm either too much into it or not close enough. <laughs> um, and we're walking out the door and there's this lady who looks like she's walking into it. And I'm like, all right, we walk out. And I'm like, just kind of like double take to, because we're going to cross the street and the lady was gone. Ooh. Like, not like inside the door vanished or in her own car vanished because we were pretty far away from the door. Like, she would have had to book it to get to the door in time. Like, literally we're crossing the street to get to our car and I like looked to where this lady was and she was just fucking gone. Yeah, that's weird. And no cars were leaving. Nobody was in their cars around. Like, it was fucking creepy. Mm. I was like, "Mm mm-mm, bye. She's like, I need to shop. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. 
I mean, I don't know, unless she did decide to run or something. Who knows? She would like, we were, so you know where TJ Maxx is, and yeah. it has, like, the, you know, in front of it, and then, like, the parking lots that are double-backed. We were in the third one. She was in the second one. Like, oh. she literally would oh. have had to fucking, like, hightail it. That's weird. Yeah. Um, ew. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, I've just been seeing shit out of the corner of my eyes, but, I mean, that could be my own hair. So, <laughs> I don't know. I went to, um, Uncle Brian's this weekend, and I was lucky enough to be able to stay back to do my homework, and I swear to God, like, the front, the back door blinds were open, like, the screen, or the, the glass door blinds were open, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, I kept seeing shit move out of the corner of my eye, and it wasn't birds. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it wasn't the creepy fucking rocking chair in the spare room? That thing fucking weirds me out. Oh, yeah. No, it's not there anymore. The rocking chair? Oh, no, it's hidden now. It's, like, underneath the pinball machine now. Like, maybe somebody else got too scared of it and just, like, shoved it somewhere. <laughs> like, never mind, never mind. Yeah. Get us out of here. Um, um, I don't think I have anything terribly... Spooky. Any not anything like different than what always happens to me. Same thing. I'm at work late. I hear mm-hmm. what sounds like footsteps and um. I don't know. Like in my house, fucking weird noises. I was in the living room the other day watching it was like night i was watching whatever the fuck i was watching uh and it sounded like something was scratching oh no on the outside of the house no thank you which, which there's a cat that runs around outside often but like i don't know that was probably the weirdest thing that's happened nope um i don't have a it's not really a spooky update hmm. but i just wanted to tie together some things because so yeah I did the bell witch haunting and then um I think I was scrolling through whatever to like watch a movie mm-hmm. and there's a movie about it called an American haunting and Donald Sutherland plays John Bell of course he does of course he does oh, and I just fucking was fucking course. I was like oh look at that it's just everything Wrapped into one. Our favorite. Mm-hmm. It's like good old Sutherland. Uh, so yeah. That's, um... I didn't watch it, though. I feel like I've watched it before, though. Now that I... Like, seeing it. Mm-hmm. I've at least seen part of it. Yeah. Because I remember him, like, standing in front of the house, like, yelling at somebody or something. <laughs> That's, like, like the only image that, like, flashed through my mind, so... But he does that in, like, all the fucking movies, <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> He even does it in fucking Hunger Games, so... Dude, I was actually, I was watching Hunger Games, uh, I was feeling melancholy, and I wanted to watch something. I like how we turn to, like, Twilight <laughs> and Hunger Games when we're just, like, not feeling well, the best. I only, to be absolutely honest, I only watch the first two Twilight movies. I cannot 
fucking stand the last. I only three. watched the second one, so I that's can't okay. watch. I, can't, I hate watching the last three. Um, but I was feeling like weirdly poopy, and I was like, you know, I want to watch something that I've seen before, so I don't have to like get anxiety watching something new. But at the same time, I want it to be sad, but I don't want it to have a terrible ending. And I was like, I'll just watch The Hunger Games, because oh <laughs> only two characters have a happy ending, so yeah, I'll take a- it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I watched The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And in that last fucking Sorry. movie, like Donald Sutherland, or not the last, yeah, the last one, mm-hmm. he's got fucking crazy eyes he looks crazy. well they and have like, to because he's a book well i know but it's like it's like it's just so weird like he really brought life mm-hmm. to that character and now i like you really i can't envision anybody else having played snow that well oh yeah no like he did a fantastic job and just watching that last scene really that he's in mm-hmm. when he's talking to her in the rose garden yeah it's just like it's so crazy it's just crazy to see but yeah i mean honestly they did such a great job portraying those books into movies though like those are one of the better ones that i think they yeah. did yeah that's true because like i'm that sorry lasts- divergent like that whole series got fucked well it got yeah it didn't it even got finish fucked. and they didn't even do the story right no um but yeah all right i feel like we're diverting into nerd Sorry. talk early my bad <laughs> well then we don't need it at the end i guess haha <laughs> y'all are stuck listening Alright, well, another thing that I've been doing in my weird melancholy state, I guess this ties in, um, uh, I watched Titanic, because <laughs> again, I wanted to be sad, so. But, you know, one gets a happy ending. Yeah, kind of, I guess. Even though it, that part of the story is not real. I mean, at the end, she goes back to him in her death dream, so. Exactly. I guess it's a happy ending. Yeah. I love that TikTok. I don't remember who the hell did it. It was like a long time ago, but they were like, oh my God, Rose, honey, you're, wait, wait a second, honey. And it's like her husband who she was married to for hella years after. And she like goes back to Jack when she dies. And he's like, I loved you. Like, (laughs) shit's hella funny. It's fucking terrible, but it's fucking (laughs) hilarious at the same time. But for real. Uh, What about that guy? Anyway. What about me? Uh, so yeah, I decided to um, dive into haunting surrounding the Titanic, and I kind of wasn't expecting as much as there actually is, because yeah. obviously the ship sank, so in my head, you know, maybe you got like some spooky shit that happens there, mm-hmm. but there's actually quite a bit of spooky shit that happens all over the place, including some spooky shit that happened before the ship even set sail. So, oh. let's let's dive in. Uh-huh. Ha-ha. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, I'm just going to do an extremely brief overview of the story of the Titanic. Um, so, I'm not going to get too deep into it. I feel like everybody basically knows the story of the Titanic. And if you don't, I absolutely recommend uh, reading about it because it was fucking devastating but also put in a lot of different um measures to make sure that ship travel is much safer afterward 
Um, yeah. Anyway. So the Titanic departed Southampton on April 10th, 1912, under the command of Captain Edward Smith. Um, they left with, and some of the numbers I found are sort of off by one or two. So yeah, this is the close. I like kind of did an average. So uh, they left with 2,223 passengers. Um, many of them were some of the wealthiest people in the world, and the rest of them were like kind of immigrants from all over Europe that were ready to head to America to start their American dream. Oh. Um, so the Titanic had only enough lifeboats to carry around uh, 1,178 people under ideal conditions. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, on April 14th, 1912, the Titanic was making its way through the Atlantic at um, high speed and was just off the coast of Newfoundland mm. and in the early hours of the morning it struck an iceberg which this area that they were traveling through was actually called it is called now I don't know if it was called it then but now it's called Iceberg Alley because it's actually one of the spots in the Atlantic that has the most icebergs mm. um, so many of the watertight compartments that had been boasted as groundbreaking engineering on this ship were immediately blown wide open with the water and um, the first five compartments I believe filled up immediately which is what started sinking the ship Mm -hmm. and supposedly the compartments were supposed to shut water tight so in case one of them got damaged it would shut water tight and the ship could still sail Mm -hmm. obviously it didn't work yeah um, although recent studies of photographs and the blueprints and the building logs and whatnot actually says that there's actually probably a fire that happened during production, mm-hmm. um, in that front area. So the fire might've weakened the, the steel, mm. which is why the iceberg was able to rip it open. Oh. And, um, they actually found some photos where it looks like this black, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, soot mark on the side of the ship a couple days before it set sail um so that little problem of um the lifeboat shortage became absolutely apparent Mm. uh because as they started funneling people in they realized that there obviously weren't enough to just keep piling people into um a lot of them left half full with rich people i watched a whole tiktok about titanic and i think i sent it to you the other day it was like the different people of like of the titanic and like what they did and stuff and yeah the motherfucker who decided that it was a good idea to take 48 lifeboats and then take those away and oh only 16 motherfucker well yeah not obviously there was not enough lifeboats but um there's there's like a 20-year documentary uh, that James Cameron did, mm-hmm. kind of going back and reflecting on what they um, portrayed in the movie. Yeah. And they did a little bit of a test on, t- like, if there had been enough lifeboats, would that many people have actually survived still? Because the Titanic sank in an hour and a half. Yeah. So from iceberg hitting mm-hmm. until it was completely submerged was just an hour and a half. 
So was what an hour and a half had been enough time or you'd less than an hour, right? Maybe an hour and 15 minutes. Would that mm-hmm. have been enough time to get 2000 people onto lifeboats? Basically, they found the answer was no. Mm. Um, so even if had there had there been enough, this is fucking women and children. It took a long time to actually get mm-hmm. the boats down, yeah. and they were actually like putting boats down on top of each other. So yeah, uh, basically they found not everybody would have survived either, uh, even if it had been. Um, Jack probably would have adequate. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so then eventually the ship broke apart and sank. And, uh, fun fact, it also did not rise, like, 90 degrees out of the water like the movie showed. It actually only went up 25 to 30 degrees, and it broke apart the after it- The guy's my favorite part. <laughs> it's fucked up, but it's my favorite That's part. That's sick, you're sick. Um, anyways, <laughs> and- Tell me it's a lie now. well so basically with what information was available when he made the film that's what eyewitness report said is it went straight Straight up up. and down well if you're in a traumatic experience yeah it's gonna i'm gonna say that shit went straight up and down (laughs) and realistically Mm -hmm. and other eyewitness reports said like no it probably went more just like 30 degrees Mm -hmm. and bobbed for a little bit and then yeah broke apart under the water so is that so for decades the exact location of the wreck remained a mystery it's your fucking dog don't look at me like that. i thought that was you what the fuck <laughs> so for decades the exact location of the wreck remained a mystery and it ended up being discovered in 1985 by dr robert ballard so, uh, he was actually on a mission from the U.S. Navy to find two, um, I think, World War II submarine wrecks. Oh. Um, he ended up finding those within two days, mm-hmm. which left him another 12 days to, like, actually go find the Titanic. So, finding the Titanic was, like, a ruse. Mm. Like, was a cover, because it was supposed yeah. to be a top-secret mission. Well, yeah. And then he was like, well, we found them, so now what? And he's like, well, let's go actually try to find mm-hmm. the fucking Titanic. So he like re like calculated so when the Titanic made her last distress call, she was actually fifty ish, I believe, miles away. <laughs> That's my neighbor yelling oh, okay. at himself about the government. Um <laughs> I think, Sorry. I, I think That's he, a very judgmental look. I guess he thinks Ezra cares. Um anyways, my god. So he used... All right. 50 what? 50 what away from what? Like 50 miles away from where they reported to the car... Because the okay. they were reporting an SOS call to, I believe, the Carpathia. Okay. Well, when the Carpathia showed up at the spot There's that nothing. they were supposedly sinking at, they weren't there. Mm-hmm. So Andy ended up figuring out it was like 50 some odd miles away. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also part of why so many people ended up not being rescued because they reported the wrong Mm -hmm. location so he did math you know because people are good at that basically just like got a like rough idea of where the debris field would Mm -hmm. probably start from the boat or from the ship so he instead of looking for the ship started Mm -hmm. looking for the debris field Mm -hmm. which is actually how he found it they started finding items and they just kept going in the direction and sure shit 
Like it was right there. He finally found it, and they wow. they didn't even realize that it was actually the Titanic until they spotted the boiler. Mm-hmm. And then they all started hooting and hollering and and you know like mm-hmm. being all super excited and then celebra- celebrating is the word I'm looking for. So they started celebrating. It's hooting and hollering. Hooting and hollering. <laughs> like like your neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just as quickly as they started celebrating, realized that they should not be celebrating that hardcore because technically they were celebrating over a mass grave missions down to it to Mm -hmm. study it and stuff have been going on obviously james cameron's been down there a million times how's he he's been down there quite a bit yeah i didn't know that he will after the film because the film gained so much traction Mm -hmm. and kind of renewed life into studying the titanic Mm-hmm. He was actually able to go on more expeditions to study it after the film. Oh, shit. So okay. that's kind of cool about that twenty-year documentary. I'll have to watch that. It's on Disney Plus. It's a, okay. it's like a Nat Geo thing, I think. Cool. Um. So he was actually able to find out more information. They're able, able to do much more math, figure mm-hmm. out the trajectories of, of how the, the boat things, broke yeah. apart and stuff. So it's actually it's really interesting. Um. So, but even he was saying in his studying, like where he's getting, he said, even with the film where he mm-hmm. was so intrigued, like he had to always remember, like, this is a fucking disaster. Yeah. People fucking died. People's families were forever changed. So it's like being, and I have this, it's like being so interested in it, mm-hmm. but it's like, you have to remember real people are connected Yeah. to this tragedy. And it's like, even though it's like a you're figuring stuff out and it's mm-hmm. maybe better science or better science for looking for shit under the ocean and mm-hmm. shit like that it's like you still have to remember like people died here so yeah. and and yeah so he even was talking about like the people he portrayed he like invited family members mm-hmm. like descendants of these people that he portrayed Aww. to like talk about mm-hmm. how the movie made them feel and if they, he felt at the time did he do an adequate description mm-hmm. of what happened and their mm-hmm. stories and stuff it's really interesting All right. definitely recommend that's my weekend job um it's like a 45 minute thing it's not that oh, much, okay yeah. maybe i'll watch it tonight then um and then yeah I'm so uh to do homework. so the titanic is actually quickly disintegrating they were able to bring up some of the rusticles so a lot of the stuff you see i was just about see, to ask like mm-hmm. isn't some of it though like as soon as it like you touch it it just like pshaw, like, it just disintegrates. Like, the items. Not, like, the actual ship itself, but the items. I don't know that they still bring up items. Oh, okay. I don't think a lot of that has been happening. Probably because, yeah, salt water kind of... Water in general eats through stuff. Salt mm-hmm. water is even more harsh. Um, there a, There's, like, brass items mm-hmm. that are still fine because that's apparently resistant or longer resistant. Mm-hmm. But most of it is made out of iron. Mm. And there's actually, it's like all these rusticles were forming, like these look like icicles. And they're like, what the fuck is that? What's doing that? Well, it turns out there's a special iron eating bacteria that's eating the iron and turning everything into those rusticles. And basically, yeah, it will eventually be disintegrated by 2030. It's in eight fucking years. Yep. They say it'll be mostly gone by then so because it's like so fucking sad it's happening this whole at, thing is just yeah. so fucking sad i didn't um, know you wanted all of us to be sad with you yep now y'all get to I'm be depressed with me 
<laughs> so if you want to try to go see it, you can totally join a study expedition for the low, low price of $125,000. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I looked into it. I was like, well, I wonder. Yeah, I stopped wondering really quick. Yeah. So if it was like 10 grand, you know, maybe, maybe I can like take out a loan for that. Oh my God. <laughs> I need a $10,000 personal loan to like, go see the Titanic. Uh, okay, thanks. Yeah. No, that's not happening. You know what? It's better spent on, like, learning history and all this stuff than what most people spend $10,000 on, okay? <laughs> Cars and houses. <laughs> I was thinking. I know. Um. So, so some of the creepiness, and I didn't write down, a lot of people had, like, kind of weird premonitions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write down all of them because some of them were just kind of like, I don't trust a maiden voyage. Yeah. Like, me i would be like that like i'll wait till it makes a round or two then i'll get Mm -hmm. on it when they fix the kinks yeah so some people kind of said shit like that and i don't really count that as like a premonition Mm -hmm. of course one of the main ones which you've spoken about before on an earlier episode is um the book futility Mm, yeah written by um, morgan robertson in 1898 and he wrote a story basically of a ship called titan which um basically had exactly the same parallels to titanic so both were about the same size could go the same maximum speed of over 20 knots both ships were deemed unsinkable and then sank by hitting icebergs in the middle of april so oh and it also both lacked enough lifeboats to save every passenger so after the titanic incident happened Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Robertson gained more publicity for his book because, like, when he first wrote the book, nobody really bought it. Like, yeah, they were like, "Oh, his writing style's wonky. We mm-hmm. don't care." Well, after this happened, all of a sudden, people started buying the book and then like deemed him as having some sort of precognitive abilities, even yeah, though he, he denied shut that it. Shit down. He was like, "I wrote a book." Yeah, like. The, f- the fact that that's where boats go with the likelihood of that eventually happening, you know? Yeah. And that would happen to another boat and they would have been like, oh my God, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so supposedly he predicted it, whether he likes it or not. Um, a woman named Edith Course Evans was a first class passenger traveling back to New York um, alongside a group of sisters. I think it was like three sisters that she was traveling with. And uh, when Titanic struck the iceberg, the... Of course, the men aboard the ship are trying to reassure the women that, no, 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 the boat's unsinkable. We're going to be fine. Um, However, Edith told one of them that a fortune teller had once warned her to beware of water and that she was pretty sure that this was the prophecy Mm. and coming coming Mm -hmm. to fruition. So, um, So varying accounts basically stated that Edith gave up her seat in the lifeboat for one of the other sisters that she was traveling with. I've also heard that it was a just a, like a woman mm-hmm. who said that she had um, children at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this story that I read, I guess, uh, so she, one of the friends she was traveling with had children at home, so she gave her her spot on the lifeboat, oh. and she was actually one of only... F- four first-class female passengers to die in the disaster. I know, super sad. Uh, 
You know what made me really sad? I really wish I remember the TikToker who made that TikTok because it was very informational. It's like an entire Titanic TikTok. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the saddest part was the old couple. That was based on the yes. real life old couple. That and was, I was um, just like, this tore my heart from peace. Fuck. Isidore and Edna? Maybe something like that. And yeah, it's, uh, that one breaks my heart. So he tried to get her on, and he has one, he has the great, great, the great grandson, I believe. Oh, does he? On the uh, 20 year reunion one. And they were one of the richest couples on there. Mm -hmm. They were, I believe, they were the founders of like either Sears or Macy's. I'll have to look up their names at the Mm -hmm. very end. Um. Or, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the husband tried to get her on a lifeboat, and she was like, "No." Um, it. Oh my God, the quote is just absolutely. She's just like, basically, where you go, I go. And yeah. she stayed with him, and they died together. And I just about. There's a cut scene out of the film where he actually had that in, and I'm like, thank God he never put that in the original film because I would have bawled my eyes out. It was already fucking sad. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so then there was this other dude named Alex McKenzie. Um, He had actually boarded the Titanic at Southampton before it set sail. And he started hearing a voice in his head that was warning him that he would die if he remained. Her name was Ida. Ida. Ida and Isidore, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Fucking crazy. Uh, anyway, sorry. Co-owner of Macy's department. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. So, um... That's all I can handle for them. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh... So, yeah. So, this guy started hearing a voice in his head saying, if you stay on this boat, you're gonna die. Oh, shit. And he was 20... You know, he's like 24 years old at the time, and he's, like, walking, you know, mm-hmm. before the ships actually sailed, and he's just, like... He keeps, he said he's, he heard the voice like two or three more times, just like, get the fuck off the boat, essentially. Uh, and so finally he was like, screw it, and decided to get off the boat and not go, because mm-hmm. it just kept having this, you know, this voice in his head going, go. So he returned home to uh, Scotland, oh. and his family was pissed, because all of his family, I guess, got together to purchase him a ticket. Oh. And he wasted it. It was gone. He didn't even, you know, it's like he gave it to somebody else or anything. He, yeah. he just got off the boat and left. And they were not mad at him, however, after the uh, mm. Titanic sank. So, yeah. but another weird coincidence. And then lastly, um, Edith Rosenbaum, who was also known as Edith Russell, was a 33-year-old first-class passenger. And um, she got on the boat or the ship so she wrote a letter to her secretary saying, this is the most wonderful boat you could think of. I'm going to take my very much needed rest on this trip, but I cannot get over my feeling of depression and premonition of trouble. How I wish it were over. And sure as shit, the Titanic sank. She, however, did make it off in a lifeboat. And here for the ghosties. So um, ships passing over the area of the Titanic's wreckage... Um, Report seeing glowing or flickering orbs of light above the water 
and also darting under the water. No, hell no. Nope. <laughs> I don't know why, but like no. underwater ghosts, no. that just fucking creeps me out. I'm like imagining swimming <sighs> and then you're just like, oh, like, no, I'm fucking good. Like, I don't know. That's just, that one's going to do me in. Um, it's also seeing that orbs is also reported um, being accompanied by um, inexplicable radio interference um and even submarines that pass the area have radio interference and phantom sos signals which is super fucking creepy in 1977 the liner ss winterhaven was passing through and uh second officer leonard bishop was showing a passenger around the ship who seemed completely obsessed with knowing every detail about the ship so he's leading him on this tour and um he noticed that besides like the really intense interest that this guy had on of the mm-hmm. ship uh there was just something kind of off about him and he was really quiet soft-spoken um but he just wasn't sure there's something just not mm-hmm. sitting right with him about this dude so um after the tour he sent the guy on his way but he n- did not remember seeing him again mm-hmm. through all the passengers like he never saw him again on on that trip um but because of like his weird feeling he remembered his face yeah so a couple years later he saw this photo of a man and he goes oh hey i know this guy i gave him a really in-depth tour of the ship when we were Mm -hmm. and whoever he was speaking to was like um yeah that's impossible because that's that's captain edward john (gasps) smith who went down with the titanic so he gave a nice oh god long oh that gave tour, me chills right? <sighs> so um captain smith has also um been reportedly seen from time to time on other vessels that pass through the wreckage area as well and he is also said to haunt his childhood home in staffordshire england and uh the family that owned the house um, they rented it out to, to tenants for a long time, and the tenants would call them complaining about banging, whispering, weird noises just all over the house, cold spots. Um, mm. The kitchen would flood randomly. Oh, I wonder why. Which, that one gets me. And uh, one tenant did report seeing the full-body apparition of Captain Smith in his bedroom, or his old bedroom. Mm. Uh, next, we have the Fairview Lawn Cemetery in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. And 121 of the victims of the Titanic sinking are um, laying to rest in that uh, cemetery. So that is where I believe the Carpathia landed to mm-hmm. just hurry up and get people taken care of. And that's where they t- took all the bodies mm-hmm. they were able to re- like yeah. get out of the water. Most of them are memorialized with small gray granite markers with the name and date of death. Um, some families have paid for larger markers with more inscriptions. About a third of the graves have not been identified and their markers just contain the date of death and a marker number. Um However, with current DNA processing, they're actually able to find relatives back to them. So um, it's kind of cool that at least some of them are being Mm -hmm. 
they're putting a name yeah um when people visit here basically people feel like they're being watched but also they feel like a just a sickening heaviness just mm-hmm. which i mean visiting somewhere was just be yeah heavy but like they and they feel pressure like mm-hmm. super ugh, super scary and um so a lot of the titanic's artifacts are in museums around Mm-hmm. the u.s and um one location is in the georgia aquarium in atlanta and they have a whole like titanic exhibit mm-hmm. with a bunch of artifacts and stuff and employees report hearing voices seeing shadows and being touched um they actually ended up getting the tv show ghost hunters to come in and do an investigation in 2009 and during the investigation, um, they could feel pressure, like they were being touched. They were able to record some EVPs, like voices, uh, hella cold spots in the room, um, in a especially in a room that had a cabin recreation. Uh, they saw shadows walk across doorways, and then one of the investigators claimed to see a full-body apparition, and he thought it was just one of the other investigators, so he didn't really think about it until he realized... Nobody was there. Mm. um, But the main haunting of this place is a ghostly old lady who is said to live in the replica of one of the Titanic's cabins. Um, So she lives in the exhibit and she will just appear out of nowhere and disappear about as fast as you thought you saw her. Mm. And naturally our completely missed opportunity, the Titanic exhibit at the Luxor in Vegas um, has a lot of paranormal activity and strange occurrences. Oh no, we have to go to Vegas. Oh no. So, So one person claimed to have taken a photograph of a woman in a black dress standing on their recreation of the grand staircase and he, he totally thought she was real even spoke to her and then she vanished right before his eyes um, visitors report seeing the woman walking down the staircase which isn't allowed so it's blocked off you can't mm-hmm. walk up and down it it's mm-hmm. literally just for viewing purposes only and people will report seeing this woman walk up and down the stairs all the time um employees will hear the sounds of children and also the sound of an orchestra playing Mm. which all of them um, went down with the ship yeah so and they all played until the very last moment and they yep they played and they they all went yes so um visitors and staff will report strong feelings of being watched or followed Lots of disembodied voices and footsteps being poked or mm. pushed. And um, there will be shadow people lurking in the hallways and corridors. Uh, the attraction's artifact expert, Joe Zimmer, is, per- is I guess, one of the most picked on people mm. by the spirits. And he says he has constant experience of experiences of having his hair pulled his clothes pulled on and he'll even hear um something whisper his name and that he's also heard the phantom music playing and then uh 
I guess one of the most well-known apparitions at Luxor exhibit is the ghost of Frederick Fleet, who was the lookout on Titanic who spotted the iceberg that ended up sinking the ship. And he's the one who Mm -hmm. called down to warn everybody. Yeah. Although he did survive, uh, he obviously was extremely guilty about not having spotted it sooner you know he took a lot of he took a lot of the responsibility on his shoulders even though there's a a ton of variables that led to this yeah they ran they were running at full speed in a known iceberg yeah you know place like it's not and have you ever seen a boat in the dark yeah, there's no streetlights on the ocean. No. It's pitch black. It's fucking And you disturbing. might have, like, a light in the front, but... That's it. I mean, your eyes it's will adapt. It's not like it's, like, fucking headlights. Yeah, but if you're gonna run full speed yeah. over, mm-hmm. you know, 20 knots yeah. into an iceberg field, like, you're basically just asking for fucking trouble, so... Well, yeah. Anyways, so... He, um... Yeah, he held that guilt with him, and uh, after his wife passed away in 1964, he actually ended up hanging himself at his home in England. Um, That makes me so sad. Yeah, so his spirit is reported as haunting the promenade deck of the exhibition, which is where he would have been Mm -hmm. keeping lookout on the actual Titanic. And then another thing that happened there is... um, there's a photo of Bruce Ismay, who was the chairman and managing director of White Star Line, and I believe he was also on the ship. Mm-hmm. And one morning, the staff opened the exhibition and found the photo lying on the floor at, um, of the entryway, mm. like, sort of propped against the wall mm-hmm. and completely undamaged not the glass wasn't shattered the frame wasn't cracked or anything like it had fallen or something yeah so they watched this surveillance footage and it literally looked like it kind of shook and then it like looked like it was being taken down by somebody but oh. you couldn't see anyone no. no thank you there is also a titanic museum in branson missouri and it's actually a, it's like a smaller replica of the ship. And from the photos, it looks like it's like the front half. Mm. I don't know if it's just the angle of the photos. Okay. Anyways, it's like a replica. So you can go in and it mm-hmm. looks just like the fucking Titanic inside. And they feature over 400 artifacts taken from the ship, as well as ones passed down from the families of the passengers. Uh, so employees... And tour guides have claimed to see mysterious apparitions. Um, and two main sightings have been that of John Jacob Astor on the staircase. Mm. And then that of a small child by the piano in the music room. And uh, John Jacob Astor was also a super rich guy. Um, and he was on the boat with his pregnant wife. Obviously got her on a Mm -hmm. a lifeboat and he knew he wasn't going to make it off. So he went to the kennels and freed all the dogs to give them like (laughs) to give them like a fighting chance. Yeah. Um, Because there were they they would only allow like lap dogs Mm -hmm. 
and only three dogs actually survived and a pig apparently a tiny pig pig. yes um three they're like pomeranian kind Mm -hmm. of dogs um and so he yeah went to the kennels let loose all the big dogs yes so they could try to survive obviously my man yeah but and then he was helping other people Mm -hmm. on to the lifeboats after that and then he um they did find his body and just judging by how they found him he was flattened and covered in soot so they actually think that in him helping trying to get Mm -hmm. people onto lifeboats or get some Mm -hmm. of the lifeboats off the sinking part of the ship that he was actually crushed by one of the uh stacks but he kind of went down as a hero which is pretty cool his descendant is also dogs yeah his descendant is also featured in that yeah so it's really cool um yes there was also another woman i cannot remember her name she refused to get on a lifeboat it was just her traveling with her great dane uh she refused to get on lifeboat because she couldn't bring the great dane with her so her and her great dane went down with the ship that's my girl (laughs) right i'm like what do you mean i can't bring my dog Um, like, he'll just lay on our laps, keep us warm, like, she. Yeah. So, yeah. So, John, John Jacob Astor is kind of a little bit of a hero. Yeah. There. Um, so, a lot of other people at this museum will hear voices, um, and they experience, like, severe emotional imbalance, and a lot of people will go in there and just start crying hysterically. Oh, I can't do it. Which, like... I cry just right now, like... <laughs> right? I'm like, he saved the dogs. I'm not a cry. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of people will just walk in there and just completely lose... Like, lose it. Damn it, I already don't got no control over my my emotions. Like, yeah, come right? Come on. Um, and then this museum, Maybe this will have the opposite effect on me. <laughs> yeah, right. And then this museum was was also visited by uh, Ghost Adventures. And then lastly, and the last kind of weird Titanic-related creepiness is um, this man named Wyatt Jason Moore. He was or is a retired architectural draftsman from Portsmouth, Virginia. And he decided that he was going to build a 200-pound model of the Titanic, which took him about nine years to do. He became obsessed with everything Titanic after watching the film um, A Night to Remember, which uh, was filmed in 1958. So he began studying old photographs, um, anything he could get his hands on with the detail of the Titanic. And he ended up like building this lifelike replica of the ship. It was completely accurate mm-hmm. down to the stairwells mm-hmm. and everything. So when he finished it, of course, he was, like, very proud, so he decided he was going to take a bunch of photos of it. And then strange things started to happen. So he was, like, looking at the pictures, Mm -hmm. and he was seeing, like, weird Mm -hmm. anomalies in them. And one of them, uh, he said that he, he could see a face, like a bald man with, like, a big mustache. Like, very timely Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. And then, um... Also, he took some photos, and there's, a, like, a woman looking out of one of the portholes um, just above the lifeboat. So, again, it's, like, a big model, but it's still a model. So, mm-hmm. he's seeing, like, little ghosts <laughs> in this model. Um, and he said that around the time he started to see things with the model, 
that uh, doors around his house began opening and slamming shut when no one else was there. Mm. Um, but he's decided that he's not afraid of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's just the last bit of lost souls yeah. needing a final place to, to be. Come. Yeah. So, um, yeah. A little bit of history. A little bit of spooky spooks. Yeah. A little bit of don't go over the fucking wreckage of the Titanic. Okay. Yeah. All of the above. Don't pay $125,000 <laughs> to do so. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we need to go see the exhibition. Mm, I don't know. A lot of people are walking down stairwells, dude. <laughs> well, I want to see that. What do you mean? I know. I would That's like the whole point. But yeah. Yeah. That's uh. That's what I got. That's the entire episode. <laughs> well, I'm probably going to cut out our book talk in the beginning, oh. to be honest, because that took up, that was like a solid 20 minutes of talking in the beginning. I told you this was going to be long. Girl, you talked for like 82 minutes. There's a I'm lot of hauntings. There's a lot of places. It's a lot of Titanic. It's a lot of Titanic. It's a lot. Okay. Okay, mine's short, sweet, and to the point, though. So I was up in my uncle's cabin this weekend and you got to drive through Napa Valley to get there. Well, on our way home, we turned on to the highway that leads us back to the freeway. And I saw this fucking creepy ass little like shack house, outhouse wannabe thing. Like it was kind of small, but it was like fucking creepy looking. And I'm like, that shit's haunted. Like there's no way in hell that that shit is not haunted. So my dumb ass while we're driving home was like, oh, let's see if any of the wineries are haunted up here. And it was just shocking to find out that like almost all of them are like it's more rare to find a winery that isn't haunted as opposed to that is haunted. So, yeah. yeah. And I could only imagine what those fucking wine tunnels and cellars look like. <laughs> Sorry. It just creeps me the fuck out. Yeah. Alright, so I decided to do the most haunted one in Napa Valley, which is... I really hope this is right. The Behringer? That's how I would pronounce it. Okay, the Behringer Winery. And it is located in St. Helena, California, which is in the Napa Valley. It was founded in 1876 and is the, quote, oldest continuously operating winery in Napa Valley, end quote. It is also listed in the National Register of Historical Places. So Jacob Berenger came to Napa Valley from Germany in 1869, and he worked for Charles Krug. Oh, yeah. That's uh, another winery. Yeah, which is one of the first commercial... He was one of the first commercial winemakers, And in 1875, Jacob and his brother Frederick purchased the land right next door to Charles and began to work on their own winery. Nice. Um, In 1934, it became the first winery in California to offer tours and tasting following the repeal of the Prohibition. Fun fucking fact, though, about this Prohibition shit. Let me find it. Oh, here it is. So, during the Prohibition, after... The Prohibition? The Prohibition. (laughs) Sorry, like you said, (laughs) Prohibition. So, this is after... So, Jacob and his brother Frederick died in the early 1900s, so, like, anywhere between 1901 and 1910. Okay. So, their kids actually took over 
the winery and all the fun things. And so after they passed away, and during the prohibition, they (laughs) were able to keep their winery going and they sold wine to churches. (laughs) With a state license that said that they could do so. Well, yeah, I mean... I thought that was the funnest thing ever. You can't prohibit the blood of Christ. Sure you could. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me not start a war. <laughs> Anyways, so the property is 12, it has 12 structures. Getting drunk for Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus. I'm sorry, I had to say. 10 still contribute to like the the winery itself like being places to drink or like not house guests but like be open to guests and shit like that. Um, the Rhine House is the most popular, and it was built in 1883 to 1884, designed by Albert something that I can't pronounce, (laughs) and it was mainly used to entertain guests after, um, the winery had opened and Frederick died, Mm -hmm. but before all of that, it was actually his house. Like, that was his home. Oh, okay. So, that was where he stayed, and it has 17 motherfucking bedrooms. Oh, of course it does. Looks like a fucking castle, because it's the one when you look up the winery, that's what shows up when you look it up. Like, that's the picture they use, is that fucking house. Of course. And, like, you can drink in the library room, and, like, all this fucking shit. Perfect. Yeah. Super fancy. Um... So, yeah, so after they passed and, like, they kept the winery open and everything, it was mainly used to entertain the guests. The Behringer family actually sold its winery to Nestle in 1971. Hmm. And in 1996, Nestle sold it to a group led by Texas Pacific Group. And then from 2000 to 2011, it was owned by Foster's Group. Excuse me, 2011 to present, it is owned by Treasury Wine Estates. But, like, their descendants still work there. Like, mm. the their, like, chief commissioner, winery maker guy <laughs> chief is, <wine> like, <laughs> like, one of their, like, great-great-grandsons. Got it. So the family is still tied to it. Yeah. In some way. Um... I already told you guys about the the wine for Jesus. (laughs) Drunk for Jesus. So, okay, so here we go. I don't really know how to start this properly. So rumors have it that the workers that they brought in were Chinese immigrants. Uh Uh-huh. To build the tunnels, to build the cellars. Yes. So, with that... Some of the workers that built the tunnels were killed when a cave-in buried them. Mm-hmm. And people have heard wails and moans of the workers. Ugh. They, But it was kind of debunked. And I don't really... I think they just debunked it to make it look not as creepy. But I believe that shit. Because they're like, once they filled up like the cracks with cement and shit, they didn't hear anything anymore. And I'm like, well... Yeah, because now you can't fucking hear it. Like, it's not like wind. No. Like, wind doesn't really come through a fucking cellar. A hole in the ground. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But they said that it was debunked. I just, I... I feel like that's them, like... Exactly. Like, 
coverage. I'm sure <laughs> that they're not trying to monetize the like haunting part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like Napa's bougie. Oh, super bougie. Like especially Napa Valley. Like, like what the absolutely. fuck? Absolutely. So I'm sure they're trying to like. Oh, that's just bullshit. Mm-hmm. That was a draft. You yeah. sealed the cracks. So. There are also freezing and isolated cold spots, like, down in this tunnel and everything. Um, Photographs of this tunnel have been captured with strange lights. So, how it was explained is that, like, in these tunnels, like, it's very, very, like, soft lighting. Like, super, like, low basic soft lighting. And there was, like, strange bright lights and shit coming from these photographs. Um... The Ryan House is, of course, the most active spot. There is shoved furniture. Ew. Flying objects. Phantom footsteps. Heard on the stairwells. Missing things that return in another part of the house. I was like, fuck that. That shit used to Because that would be me. (laughs) That shit used to happen to me at Dad's house. I like misplace something and find it in like the weirdest spot. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Unexplained noises and doors opening and shutting on their own. So one time, two employees were there after dark. They were like cleaning up and everything, um, and they heard a crash coming from Frederick's actual bedroom. And they went up separate stairwells and like saw no one like coming down the stairwells or going through the hallways or anything um and they opened the door to his room and saw a silver tray that had been flung across the room and everything on the tray was broken Ugh. yeah so don't don't fuck with frederick because frederick be picking on people too like well yeah he's probably pissed everyone's roaming through his house well yeah that's what they were saying they're like they don't think that like he really enjoys people coming into his personal quarters especially like into his bedroom don't be drinking wine in my fucking library what the fuck and like people go into his bedroom to like look around and stuff like it like a museum type thing not like to like hang out but like like, let me go sit on this guy's bed (laughs) But I'm sure he doesn't enjoy that either, because that's his personal place. Like, that that was his spot to be, you know? For sure. And I would totally be like that, too. Like, I hate when people are in my bedroom. Like, get the fuck out. So, employees have actually been so frightened, they have just quit. (laughs) Like, and have not returned. I'm fucking out of here. Um. (laughs) So, and then... Another time after closing, some of the Ryan House employees have been scared by the sight of Frederick walking through the walls. You <laughs> like gave me the chills. Employee was so spooked he left and he never stepped foot back into the, <laughs> to the winery. Ugh. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much all I have. It was, like, the same kind of story through everything. Like, the Frederick is the one that really fucks with people the most. Like, pushing the chairs and stuff, and I don't think anybody's been, like, touched, though. Like, poked at or, like, things thrown at them or anything, but this place also keeps a book of, like, all the, like, paranormal activity things that have happened there to guests or to their employees. So you can, like, go and be like, I have something to report. Pretty much, like... Give me the book. Give me the book. Yeah. That's cool. 
I just thought that was pretty cool because it's like super close, you know, like it's like down the street from where we grew up and where we live and shit. So it's just like, oh. But then it gets me that all of them are, like, haunted up there, and it's like, whoo! Well, yeah, that's not surprising. But I guess Napa, too, like, in reading all about this, Napa in itself is a fucking haunted motherfucking place. I'm sure. Like, scarily haunted. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Looks like we have some adventuring to do then. I'll start with the winery and go for Like Heidi said, field trip. Yeah, field trip. For educational purposes. (laughs) We should, though. Yeah, I totally agree. That's, like, a really easy thing to do Yeah. in a day. Exactly. But, yeah, that's it. Nice. Try to keep it. Well, now we have a plethora of wineries to use as topics. Yeah, and I think they're all literally in that strip together. Like, next to the the Krug winery and then this one and then, like, a few others. And they're all creepy as fuck looking. They're gorgeous from the outside, but they are also very creepy looking. Like, of course, it's, like, Victorian-style yeah. houses and yeah. or, like, building structures and shit. And it's just, like, they're beautiful, but they're also Victorianly creepy. Yeah. It's like you get tuberculosis or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but hey, you never know. Don't listen to me. <laughs> well, Dan, yours was super Told short. You, but, you know what? I feel like I should have broke mine up into two parts No, or it's alright. We needed to fill a whole ass episode for once. Yeah. Our last two are like 40 some odd minutes, so. They can just listen to your history and me. Well, half of it, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> cut it out anyway, so I'm sure it'll knock it down a little bit. Well, shit. <laughs> listening to Richard scream in the background. That was funny, though. Well, since we nerd-talked a little bit at the beginning, the only thing that I have left is I'm finally going to finish that stupid Twilight book because it's going to just haunt me if I don't finish it. There's very few books. She stopped production on the Moonchild book. That wasn't even real. Did you get the TikTok I sent you? No. That chick who's been talking about it for the last year, Mm -hmm. she made it up. (gasps) She a bitch. It's a joke. And y'all took it seriously. In her bio, because that's her the TikTok, only one I would have read. Says professional, like professional liar or something like that. But or professional. It's not just her though, like because hella other TikTokers. Because they like, think she was telling the uh, truth, or they were in on the joke. Because the uh-huh. main mm-hmm. Twilight lady, who's always talking about it, you know, who I'm talking about the brown haired lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. She knew it was a joke, but she just kept quiet on the subject. That's because so that that's the one that keeps popping joke. up on mine. I don't I don't know who the original lady is because it's the brown haired lady that keeps yeah, popping so up she on my feet. Was trying to just let it like oh ha ha like but she knew it was a lie. I hate TikTok. <laughs> Literally, that the chick's internet. bio says professional falsifiers. I'm gonna have to go find her fucking profile now and just be like, "You're a bitch." It's funny. I'm sad now because that would have been the only book. I so read. she. From what I understand, she got the idea from the fact that Stephanie Meyer has said that she wants to write mm-hmm. another book in that universe. Everyone speculated it would be about, uh, what's her face, ravioli or whatever ravioli, they call yeah. <laughs> Rasputin, um, Rumpelstiltskin, yeah, <laughs> revolting. <laughs> 
So, yeah. But I'm going to finish that goddamn book because I bought it. Like, I purchased it, so I feel stupid if I don't finish reading it. I'd feel better if I didn't buy it myself. Oh, y'all want to know what the fuck this bitch did without me? Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Let's let's slow this fucker down it's a minute. It's not my fault. I don't care. We can still watch Annette. You, I watched The Last Duel without her. You should have waited for I'll watch it again. <laughs> I'm He's just gonna go buy it at Target and watch it by myself. To be absolutely honest, like, obviously I'm not gonna spoil it because mm-hmm. it's on HBO Max. Okay. Just log in to my HBO. Or on Hulu. You can just log in. Anyways. Anyways. So, <laughs> it's actually a really good film from... Uh, I like my history, obviously. So, I like I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of thing I didn't really like is it's the story as told by one person. Mm-hmm. Flashback, the story is told by second person. Oh. And then what actually happened. Got it. So, it's kind of like re-watching the same shit from different perspectives, but... In that sense, you get insight to the character that you're watching mm-hmm. from their perspective and how okay. they saw the situation. So interesting. In one version, that guy's screaming and the other guy isn't. Make sure I'm not like in the intoxicated second. while trying to fucking watch that. Then you need, yeah. I mean, I'd be like, what? Yeah, because I mean, they mark. It, it says, oh, okay. it, it says like act two. Because some some fucking movies don't mark when they're flashing back. No, and this then one, I'm just like, where are we? Well, if they were gonna do the movie, they did. They literally chose to do it in three acts, so it's like they had to mark it. Mm. So it does stop and give you a black screen that says act two. Gotcha. Uh, so and so's perspective. I just want to see Adam Driver. Yeah, he is actually absolutely handsome but Mm. his character is very unlikable yeah and it's just i think a definite credit to his acting skill because pretty much everything he's been in Mm -hmm. i mean beside like kylo ren he's not really a villain no and he's an asshole but yeah yeah like he might be boisterous and loud or screaming but he's not necessarily unlikable Mm -hmm. but this one it's like he looks damn good but you're like Wow, this guy's a fucking prick. Like, yeah. So I I liked it a lot actually. I am absolutely hated the haircuts on fucking Ben Affleck's blonde with like a blonde goatee. <laughs> and it just looks awful. <laughs> what about uh, Matt Damon? And Matt Damon has a fucking mullet, so it's just the haircuts are fucking wonky. Although I, I did actually really liked Matt Damon's acting in this. Matt Damon is a pretty fine actor, though. You know, like, I feel I like... I will give him credit I for feel that. like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, because I'm a child of the 90s, so mm-hmm. they got burnt out for me. Yeah. Really quick. Like, you know, I like Goodwill Hunting, don't get me wrong, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I actually... No, I really... I I enjoyed the movie a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. So Ridley Scott whining about millennials not going and seeing the film. It's because it's a panini, sir. And I like to not leave the comforts of my home to watch movies, so... But I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Um, and yeah, I still watched Jeanette. I feel like that's the weirdest one, and we need to watch that together because it's the fucking strangest thing. But okay. he's been uh, um, nominated for like best actor for both those films. So good for we him. need to watch Jeanette. We'll f- plan a day. But yeah, watch the last. I'll watch it again with you. I don't care. New York or wherever he lives, and <laughs> try to find him. Yeah. Right. 
Send them. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I watched um, Don't Look Up. Oh, I fucking watched that shit, too. It is so good. I love Jennifer <laughs> me Lawrence. Me and Dad watched it at fucking Uncle Brian's house. And, bro, me and Dad were the only ones up till 2 a.m. watching this shit. Like, it's so good. It was very well done. Like, love- Leo and Jennifer, they- like, they play so fucking well off of each other. It's- and Jonah Hill and Meryl Streep. I mean, you cannot go wrong. It was such no. a good movie. Absolutely. It was fan fucking tastic. Just in the commentary on today's society is just chef's Jonah Hill's little fucking like I love Jonah Hill. One liners. Oh my god, dude. I almost peed my pants. I was like, that guy deserves the world. I love him. Yes. Um Yeah, I watched that. I've actually finally like, I don't know, I found a break in my weird anxiety around things I don't under like I don't know the Mm -hmm. end. And I've actually been watching quite a few new movies. I started the Boba Fett series as well. I'm an mm-hmm. episode behind, though. Um, and I like it so far, too, actually. I still haven't seen The Mandalorian, so... Oh. Yeah, you should watch that. It's yeah. so good. The kids want to start the Boba Fett one, though. Watch Mandalorian first. Okay. We don't, necess- we don't really need to, but in the second season, you mm-hmm. that's where he returns. So Got it'll it. give okay. them a better... Like, you know where Boba Fett comes from. Yeah. Like, I know, you know. But for them, I think it'll be mm-hmm. a fresher connection. On that note, Rowan's really into fucking Harry Potter right now, bro. Nice. My little five-year-old making me so proud. She's like, Mom, I want a Harry Potter birthday, and I'm going to be Harry Potter for Halloween. Nice. And can we watch all the Harry Potter movies? Oh, when you go to Titi's house, make sure you bring home those Harry Potter books, because you need to read those to me. Nice. I was like, I can't even say no. Like, I can't. You have to be very um, careful with my Sorcerer's Stone. It's very, it's, very delicate. No, it's just a... It's like a special edition one. Oh. Like, Heidi asked if she could borrow it for somebody else, and I was like, absolutely not. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like a... It's a really nice special edition one. Gotcha. So, um, I just want to keep that one nice. It's yeah. got like a plastic covering on it, so it should be okay, but... And she asked all the right questions. Like, not like, what's happening? But like, Mom, why is... Why is Snape, but she calls him the guy in the black, <laughs> why is Snape, why is he a bad guy? But he did something really good, and I'm like, oh, honey. So funny. Okay. She's like, totally got character development now. Oh, yeah. That's cool. funny. Nice. Yeah, I'll give those to you before you leave. Cool. All right, that's enough of my nerd All talk. right. <laughs> yep. All right, guys, well, you know the drill. You can like us on facebook but have fun with that you can follow us on instagram that's where i do the entirety of my interacting so um we are the creep and pod on instagram you can email us at the creep and podcast at gmail.com if you have any spooky stories you'd like us to share on your behalf or any um story suggestions we will gladly take them you can leave us uh, reviews now on Spotify, so they're just star reviews, so you don't have to like write anything out if you don't want to. It takes like two seconds. You just click how many stars you want to leave and call it a day. If you want to leave a written review, I believe you can only do that on Apple. Um, and yeah. Is that it? Is that the spiel? I think that's it. I feel like I'm missing something, but it's because we haven't recorded in two weeks. It's been three.
been a minute. Alrighty, well, um, enjoy. Have and a good week. We're, yep, have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.